and I was literally sitting at my grandparents and like when I go and visit them they always like like feed me a bunch of food that like I don't need but I still like eat it anyways and they and I did want a fudge sickle so they brought me like three fudge sickles so I was literally second one deep into a fudge sickle and my grandpa goes so like is there any chance that like you're into men anymore or is that just oh my god <laughs> and I literally they, have they like chocolate in the corners of my mouth I'm literally like deep into a fucking fudge sickle like it's in my mouth like I'm I'm really bad at deep throating I'm sorry Elise I'm not that good I'm not as good as Elise is the champion but yeah I was literally like I was like no I was I almost like choked I was like I was like no I'm not I was like there's no chance and he goes okay I'm just wondering All right, guys, welcome to Queer Talk, number one podcast to connect you to all of your favorite queer creators in a space where we share our stories on all things queer-related. Guys, this is a special episode. This is our last episode of our first season. So we have, you guys know, Shay Elise, and then we have Shay's sister, Sadie, on. If anybody's watching, like, I am straight. I feel like I need a look. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, 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 just so you know. And we got a few different topics we're going to be talking about, specifically the new movie, Happiest Season. If you guys haven't seen it, it's on Hulu. It's in the background if you're watching this, um, if you're on my Patreon and you can see this video. We're going to go over a little interview because we have, we're hyped up about it. We're, we're, uh, we're fucking angry. We're a little angry. So what did you guys think about Happiest Season? You watched it today, or at least watched it yesterday. Shay watched it today. I watched it on Wednesday when it came out. And it's not being well received in the queer community from what I've seen. So I don't know. What, do you, what are your guys' thoughts? Shay, what's a fresh thought? You just finished it before this podcast. What are, what are your thoughts on it? Kristen Stewart should have still left her. I did the, the, the girl. It was too late. And then she was like, oh, I pulled up at this gas station. Like, we all kind of wait for somebody to pull up in the car. And it doesn't happen. And then, like, magically they get a happy ever after. Like, what about Aubrey Plaza? Like, she got outed by this girl. Like, then when the girl's outed, then all of a sudden, like, she's like, oh, now I feel bad that I did that to you. I don't know. I, I just think that it, <laughs> just because it was Christmas, it has to have an happy ending. That would not have been the ending in real life. Well, that's how all Christmas movies are. All Christmas movies have zero real conflict resolution, and then they're just happy on Christmas morning. Yeah. I felt like it was very on par. Thank you, Sadie. For the <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. I think it, I mean, I think it was on par for a Christmas, your general Christmas movie where you have family conflict and you have these different hierarchies and like, you know, their kids trying to live up and make their parents proud because they're still living for their parents. And then everyone goes on Christmas morning. It's happy, happy, happy. And like, there isn't enough buildup of like, oh, there were these like legitimate traumatizing fucking problems that just all disappear on Christmas morning. So I think it's like accurate with a specific Christmas movie, but like, it's just that, why do we have to have another movie about coming out? Why can't it just be queer people being queer people and it's and I mean it does it still has to be it can still be a shitty Christmas movie but it doesn't have to be about coming out that's kind of like my first thing is like oh we don't need another coming out movie we just needed like it could have just been both of them like being gay I don't know that was my first thing my second thing was the fucking like I feel like I think Harper is a fucking narcissist 
I think she's like a fucking narcissist or she's like has some some fucking thing. I totally get the why can't we just have a Christmas movie about gay people? Why does it have to be coming out? Like I totally get that. Probably would have been a better movie, but it is still a really like it's a huge issue and being in the closet at the holidays with your family is something that like a lot of people go through and I know like I had to be the girlfriend that was just the friend at holidays. So like that really rang true for me. And I like, I vibed and really understood with like that storyline. Harper, she was the opposite of my situation. Like I was the Kristen Stewart and who I was dating was the Harper. And so I tried to keep a very open mind towards what Abby's, what was his name? The friend? Uh, the gay uh, John. John. John, yeah. Because, like, he, he did make good points. She's not doing it to hurt you. It has nothing to do with you. It's all about her. Yeah. And so, you know, I tried to keep that mindset through the movie. Because he's not, he's not incorrect. As hard as it is for the person that is being hidden, it's just as hard for the person that's hiding, I think. So yeah. I thought it did ring true there, even if it wasn't the story that the queer community really wanted. It is a story that I think holds a lot of accuracy to people. I think it does in terms of hiding and, and, and stuff like that. And there were a couple scenes. I mean, when John had that scene when they were outside, like I teared up. Like when oh, he was yeah. like, everybody's right after they left the house. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they took a walk and he was like, everyone's coming out is different. Everyone's journey is different. But like you have the choice if you want to leave or stay. You know, like this is hers. If this is the love of your life, then like, you know what I mean? So I, I think there were like really beautiful in that. I think when Harper was in the bedroom and she was like, I'm not hiding you, I'm hiding me. I think that's super true. Like there were a lot of like points in the movie that like really made me tear up and like really, oh my God, the other one that has nothing to do with being queer, but just the sister. Um, what Jane deserves her name. I think it's Jane. Jane deserves Jane. so much fun. Oh my God. When they fucked her painting up, I I was it. pissed. Like, I was like, this poor girl. It's like hurting a child. Like, I was like, you literally, like, it's, it was like slapping a child. That's how I felt when I watched it. I was like, oh, my God. I cried more on that scene than I did in the other two scenes. The other two scenes, I, like, welled up. But, like, that one, like, hurt me on an ungodly level because, like, Jane is so, like, pure and she just wants to be a part of the family. And she just, she has, like, such, like, a pure, like, heart. And she just wants to be accepted. And she's the only one that's truly herself. Like, she's the only one that's, like, not trying to, like, please, you know, besides, like, wanting to, like, be helpful, you know? Because it's the only way, like, people will respect her is if she, like, fucking fixes the router and a bunch of other tech shit. She's, like, the millennial of the group. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, um, I think that it is a good movie in terms of, like, relatability of having to hide yourself. And, and that kind of thing. But like, I think there are so many problematic things that happen in it. Like, number one, like, she lied with a girl that she's wanting to spend the rest of her life with. Lied. Lied about it six months prior in the summer that she had been out to her family. Did not tell her until they were already halfway driving to the place. So with Abby, I mean, she would have felt guilty if she said, hey, you should have told me this. This should have been a thing. But now I feel weird making it a thing because it's the holidays where you're excited to go see your family. And now I feel guilty if I tell you to turn around and I don't want to go, you know? And on top of that, she isn't like, her parents died. She has a weird thing with Christmas. And now you drop this fucking bomb on her. Like, I just think that's, I was shitty. 
I don't know. That was my first red flag with her. And then I just didn't like Harper the rest of the movie. I don't care if she made it up. I just didn't. And I didn't like Connor either. Connor can go. I don't know. I didn't like him. And she literally only hung out with him because she saw her with her ex. I, Connor, I Connor's was, the boyfriend, right? The ex-boyfriend. Yeah, the ex-boyfriend okay. from high school, which I did think was, like, accurate. But I will say, I think, like, I think you cannot like the characters, you cannot like the storyline, you cannot like a lot of things about the movie, but I think calling it problematic is a little bit much. Because I have seen, it's, like, all over TikTok and all over social media that, like, the queer community has issues with this movie and is calling it problematic but i think calling it problematic is kind of belittling the fact that like it was written and directed by queer people like it's made by us for us it is their story it may not be the one that we wanted to hear all of us but saying i didn't like the storyline or i didn't like these characters i mean you can say that about any movie and it doesn't make it problematic you know i don't know i just i like that it was a highly advertised movie it wasn't something that was kind of you know, we're making this movie, but we're not going to advertise it that much because we don't want to, you know, piss off the homophobes. It was very highly advertised and, and they took pride in it. And I really like that. I like the surrounding message of the movie, even though some of the characters, <laughs> Harper, really annoyed me. And like Connor can go take a flying leap. <laughs> but yeah. like, I, I really didn't tell. He really can. <laughs> he was like, we should do this again. She was like, oh, like, no. And no. then like continued. <laughs> and like, that does happen though. So yeah. I will say, I, I know that it's made by queer people. I think that's what surprised me the most about how, and I'm going to use the term problematic because I do feel like it is problematic, but like, I, I was just like, I know it's like one storyline and one person view, and I know Clea Duvall was involved in it. I don't know if she directed it or produced, or she was, she was a main person in it, and there's so many high-profile people that are in it, specifically yeah. queer people and allies. And I think that, to me, makes it worse like, to me, it makes it worse that you're, like, I don't know. Like, I know that it's just one storyline and it does, it is still happening. But, like, how I feel about it is, like, you should be perpetuating, like, healthy storylines for queer people. Like, there's already enough yeah. obstacles for queer people. And, like, like, why can't we see, like, a healthy Christmas movie where it's not about coming out and it doesn't have all of these toxic fucking shit that goes on in it. Like there was just, I, to me, there was so much toxicity within the storyline. And, and I know that it's a Christmas movie. So it's like, oh, there's not enough conflict resolution and everyone's happy and stuff like that. But I think it hit harder specifically because if you're a queer person watching a queer movie, like it, it hit harder for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that it, it hit harder that Abby had to hide herself. You know what I mean? Like she took that shit. And I wish she wouldn't have. I wish she would have been, like, at the beginning, you know? Been like, this is ridiculous. Like, set a boundary. Like, like I'm not doing this, you know? Or once she got there and realized that it wasn't getting any better and she was trying to stick it out, like, she should have left, I think. She should have fucking left and drew a boundary. Like, there were so many things that, that went on and she just kind of stuck around and stuck around. And Kristen Stewart has a really good job of being a victim. Like, she's a victim in all of her movies. Yeah. So, like, I mean, she played a really good victim. I will say that. I mean, to be fair, though, the fair back to where she was going was, like, $1,000. And I had texted Elise because I got to that part. And she had gotten <laughs> off the phone with John. And I was like, I'm so mad at John. He shouldn't have been, like, just give me a minute. I would have been in my car going to get the person. And then as soon as he comes in the door, I text Elise. And I'm like, never mind. Yep, yep. <laughs> I think she should have gone then. I mean, yeah, there were a lot of obstacles with her and like there's, I, 
it, it would have been really hard for her to leave. But like, mm-hmm. just she just took all of the shit that she didn't realize was gonna happen. And then her mom invited an ex boyfriend that, and that sucked for Harper. Like, she didn't like know that that was coming. That her mom just inserted herself in in invited an ex boyfriend from forever ago. But then to hang out with him until two a.m. You know, and then not even text her like I love you back after she's like, I'm going back. I love you, and then even sends her like a good night. And the text was only like. I got home safe night with two periods, two periods. It was the periods at the end of the text for me. <laughs> I mean, that is true. That's true. Uh, I, I will say, I think, and like, I don't mean to like overly defend this movie. No, you can means. defend it all you want. I'm not <laughs> mad that you're defending it. I'm not <laughs> mad gonna, at all. I was going to say something about how Elise was saying how she kind of like, understood that story so maybe they weren't trying to make it like a happy non-coming out movie because they wanted to show like what it is like for most people who are not out yet so it's like maybe maybe like that's what they wanted and maybe they will eventually move to where it's not because maybe they understand that at the holidays a lot of kids who aren't out it is a struggle for them and parents insert into their children's lives whether they're straight or gay like yeah weird don't do don't do that on warranted um coming from a straight person's perspective like what was your perspective on the movie did you think it felt like every other christmas movie besides the coming out i watched like like, part of it Um, (laughs) acting seemed really awkward it was like when the, the whole family started coming in and Kristen Stewart's just kind of like sitting at the table by herself. I was like, this seems yeah. really, really awkward. They went She's out like of awkward. their way like, I feel to like, like make her like kind of feel like, oh, you're an orphan, but like here, we're going to give you the tiniest chair. Like, it just, like, it seemed weird. Like everybody yeah. was like loving on each other and she just kind of seemed like an outcast. And I yeah. seemed like a very strange scene, but I overheard some of it as she's watching it, like hearing you guys talk about it. It just... I, f- I feel like I understand where Elise is coming from, where she, she doesn't like 100% back the movie, but she relates to the movie. So it's like, right. for maybe for people with that story, they relate to this movie a little bit more than other people. But at yeah. the same time, you guys do deserve a movie where it is. I get that it's relatable for some people. I just think that it's like problematic. Like it's problematic in the way that the help is problematic to the um, to people of color. You know what I mean? Everyone thought The Help was such a good fucking movie, and I thought it was a good, great, a great movie. It had great actors in it, great premise, you know, all of that stuff. But, like, it, it put, like, it put black people as, like, the uh, second, and it made white people out to be, like, these martyrs. And then, you know, and it ended up just being, like, not good for the community. That's how I feel about this movie. Like, it's putting out problematic things that happen in our community, like, having to hide yourself from your family, you know, where you have one person that's out and they're shoved back into the closet and another person that's not out because they're too afraid of what their parents are going to think and they want to live up to their ideals. And then that causes a bunch of toxicity. Um, And that's how I feel about it. Like, I feel like it, it had a lot of great characters in it. It had storylines that are relatable, but just because they're relatable doesn't mean that they're not problematic. I just personally don't want a gay movie that, I don't know, but that, 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 that like, triggers me. Yeah, it know. triggered me. It totally, it, it the whole movie did. I'm, like, watching it, and I'm, like, bawling in the basement. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. 
I just want some representation that it doesn't bring up stuff. Can we just get a happy ending? But like, not the happy ending that they gave us. Because I was rooting for Aubrey Plaza to just sweep Kristen Stewart off her feet and be like, oh, is her shopping together? Oh my God. Fucking Riley in that movie. Like, oh, like she just comes in and I didn't know if she, like how she was going to be in the movie. And I didn't know how like many scenes she was going to have. Or that her and Abby were gonna strike up a friendship, and she was gonna like help Abby. Yeah. And oh, I mean, ew. like she's successful, she's hot, like she understands where you're coming from. She's out, you know. She has fucking healthy shit going on. Like I don't know. That was yeah. I just feel to like be fair though, lot- Abby. Abby just met this girl. She was about to propose to Harper. Like, I think okay, it'd be but a lot. Harper, yeah, let, me, let me drop my almost fiance and go out with this girl I just met. No, not been- go out with her. This is my fantasy. My fantasy is at the end, Abby leaves with her friend and said, it's over. I'm not doing this anymore. And Harper goes to therapy and her family goes to therapy. And Abby and Riley strike up a friendship. They have a long friendship. And then once she's over um harper then they become closer and more intimate and they become romantic and then they fuck and then they get married that's what that's my fantasy that's what i wanted to happen <laughs> but honestly harper like a movie you want to watch you don't want to watch them go to therapy harper was just <laughs> it's a side story it's a backstory <laughs> i just think it comes down to we're we're holding the queer community at a higher standard than we're holding the straight community out with this christmas movie like yeah, right. you know like a ton right. of Christmas movies have a very, like, a city businesswoman brings home her himbo boyfriend for the holidays, and he has to <laughs> pretend he's somebody he's not. And then, yeah. you know, they find out that, oh, he's really got nothing going on, and but then they learn to love him at the end, and they have a great Christmas. I think it's the same thing, and we're getting mad at this movie because just- it's not, like, the perfect storyline. <laughs> I like, just... <laughs> Jay and I want perfection. We want perfection, goddammit. I expected more for a queer movie than to be just like heteronormative. You expected a a lifetime movie. A lifetime Hallmark (laughs) Christmas movie. That's what and unfortunately, Bree's like it missed the mark here, and you're, and Elise is like, well, maybe it's 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 about here, like it, it's almost there. But you're but you're right. Every Christmas Hallmark movie, girl goes to hometown, finds homeboy, he's <laughs> multiple jobs, some crazy story, and then they fall in love and live happily ever after. Right, that's, like it's that's just what we get, so it's it's like, a ba- it's the it's the same story. Just with like a, a gay couple, but and I just think that we're holding it at high, such high esteem because Damn. we don't get a lot of movies about queer people. We just don't, and so when we get one, we want to nitpick it and say what's wrong. <laughs> this could be better. That could be better. When <laughs> all Christmas movies have these like just totally unrealistic storylines and endings, and like yeah. yeah, it's not believable. Maybe she should have done this or should have done that. But like here's the Christmas movie we got. Here's a happy ending. You feel good. Cue, and- cue the sequel. From all the backlash, cue a sequel. Yeah. Honest to God. Where Bree's representation is what's going to happen. That's Watch what it happen. Because they're going to be like, well, all these people didn't like this movie. How can we make it better? And they're going to like take the advice and they're going to make another one. Yeah. And- but, but, but we but, would like- love to see it. 
What's it's just, I think it's hard because I think we hold it to a higher regard because it's, it doesn't come out very much. There's not a lot of queer movies, specifically Christmas movies. And like, we know that the pains of coming out and we know that it doesn't just take literally your mom calling it a lifestyle. And then a few days later being like, oh my God, be in pictures and blah, blah, blah. And like roll the yeah. B roll where I po post on Instagram. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't call from calling it a lifestyle to being completely okay with it. And then your husband can, takes a night's sleep and he's like, oh, God, I completely fucked up. Let me, like, throw away my life savings. I don't want to be mayor if that means that my daughter has to be in the closet. That just wouldn't have happened. Like, we would love to think that that works and processing takes that much time. But I can tell you right fucking now, it doesn't. That's why I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't because it's a Christmas movie. Who was George Bush's VP? Uh, I can't think of his name. Um, his daughter was gay. No, his daughter was gay, and he stood up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't hear? I just did. My my problem with the movie is queer endings don't get a happy ending. Like, but why can't you ever? Because it just doesn't happen. Well, why can't you? Okay, but if you had a happy ending, people would have shit on it for not having a happy ending. There's just no winning. The happy ending is Riley and Abby getting together. My happy oh. ending would, would just end of them in just therapy, all of them. Yep. And then, and then maybe like a five-year split, five years ahead, and then it's just Aubrey Plaza and Kristen Stewart like chilling on the couch. I'm like, yeah. that's what yeah. I want. Yep. I know. Elise <laughs> is sitting there like, that's not how movies work, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> she just stands. Kristen Stewart too much. I'm sorry. I, literally, I have I even said anything about Kristen Stewart? Yes, I would die for her, but that has nothing to do with the points I've been making. We know Kristen Stewart's your type because she looks just like you and all. Yeah. However, oh my God, stop. I feel like you have, a biased, you have a biased opinion on it. That has nothing to do with the points I'm making, though. Just I love her. Yes. She's my hall pass always and forever. But... <laughs> Not the, the point I'm making. <laughs> I just I guess I didn't hard like, to gaslit her and reassured her and like just I don't know. It was super it was super triggering to see like how she handled those things. It's the gaslighting for me. Yeah, it's the gaslighting for me. But it's accurate. <laughs> I guess I never realized like how awful gay dating is. No. I mean I guess <laughs> I guess, like, experiencing it secondhand, like, through you, yeah, but, like, I guess I didn't realize how much your community doesn't have anything, in a sense. Like, you don't yeah. have a lot of TV shows that, or movies that exactly kind of, like, talk about that. Like, there is some, but it's more recent, because I feel like people are like, oh, well, we should probably... <laughs> We should probably, probably include this because yeah. we're not we're not doing this and we probably should and and it shouldn't be we probably should it should just be like a we should do this like it shouldn't be like a a second like a second thought like why did it take this long to have a Christmas movie for you guys like it doesn't make any sense to me I totally agree we don't have enough representation like a lot of different communities not just the queer community we don't have a lot of representation and I think expecting this to be like the perfect queer movie being what the first one, the first queer Christmas movie I've really ever seen is a lot to ask. I feel like the only good franchise that gave it would have been the L word, but it's kind like the first of it. 
but it's so outdated and most people that I know like haven't watched it and I'm like I feel like it should be given at like gay orientation like here's your box set of the l word like you're gonna learn a lot from it oh do you guys want to see a cute little gay picture of me it's actually really cute is this the one of you with the yes. scooter no what is this oh my god what it's 3d it's a cardboard cutout of her it's me <gasps> what am i looking at so i like that i'm, in, I'm looking softball i'm in lebron james basketball shoes Oh my God. So for those of you who are listening, it's it literally was a cardboard little 3D like professional cutout <laughs> of Shay with a baseball bat and fucking black Jordans in a little LeBron baseball James. Season. LeBron James? Oh, I thought you said Jordan. Sorry. LeBron James. Speaking of, you want to hear something fucked up? What? I remember the episode that I was on earlier in the season, episode eight, I talked about uh, how I wanted to play baseball when I was younger instead of softball. Uh, I did, right? And then the third season I played, which is the season after this, my parents made me switch to softball. They did not tell me when they were taking the team picture so that they could take it without me. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's on toxic masculinity. It is. And you know who they kept in the picture? The kid who had not played all season because he had a broken arm. Wow. That's yeah. fucked up, right? Up. That's really messed up. I know. And then after that, my parents were like, "No, you you're not playing with these toxic men anymore, or like under these toxic men." Because it was the coaches. Obviously, it wasn't the kids that are like, "Yeah, let's leave her out." No, the coaches organized it, and like, we're not going to tell her when we're taking the team photo. Dude, I, I think people don't talk enough about like organized bullying. Like oh that God, was a yeah. like parents so playing like children. Like I had uh, a similar experience to your shit. I had like, I was on a basketball team, and it was a very clicky basketball team. It was like the school team, but it was the A team. But they didn't play in the A league. They played in like this club league. It was really fucking weird and like culty. It had such culty vibes. I can't go into it now. Maybe I'll we'll do an episode on it. It was really fucking <laughs> weird. It gets Can weird out in the boot episode. You literally, I will, I could have an episode on this, but it gets weird out in the boonies in Ohio. Let me tell you, um, my coach lived on a compound and all of his like, uh, daughters also live on houses on the compound. It's very weird. I don't want to get into it. It's just going to make me mad. Are you okay? No, like, are you okay? I survived. That, are you okay? I survived a call. No, I'm just kidding. You had a lot of therapy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, like it was a it was a bullying situation where like I was um, playing over one of the coaches like it was the suburb it was like a parent coach and her daughter sucked not good I like her she's a good person now but like she sucked she was awful and I got benched and I would never like I never saw the light of day on the field but like what happened was or the court because it was basketball but uh the parents led by this parent coach told the kids, all of the children, not to talk to me. So I was a new kid learning all of these plays in this culty fucking weird like team. And I had to do it all by myself. None of the kids would talk to me. One of my best friends that I knew before this wouldn't talk to me. It was absolutely traumatizing. I cried in the bathroom two and three times during practices. It was like the most stressful time of my life. Sorry. I, I have a similar, like not culty, but like I did wrestling in elementary school oh, and I beat all the boys and they would like be mad at me and like cry. And then like 
they like shunned me in school. So I kind of just stopped doing it. Cause I was like, I don't know. I guess felt weird. this is why I never did like organized sports, like a team. Like I ran cross country and track because if you suck, you're not competing. True. The stopwatch doesn't lie, which is a hundred percent why any sports. Like it wasn't like I'm going out for the cheerleading team and I didn't make it cause I'm not popular. It was, I'm going out for a sport that literally either you're good or you're not. Yeah. And that's no drama either. The cross country team had no drama. It was all on you. Track team was a little different. Track was always a little clicky. That four by one team, that four by four, those bitches. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like you're, you're trying to like, (laughs) haha, but like really though. Yeah. No, I did track. Distance kid versus like only the field event kids. Like it's a thing. I ran track. Yeah, it was clicky. I ran, I ran on an AAU track team that we made the junior Olympics. Like I was pretty fast as a kid and I had to go into the city to, to run track. I was the only, I was one of two um, white girls in the entire organization. Um, so it was a very, as a person who didn't have a lot of a diversity in, in high school or not in school, just completely in school growing up, it was a huge culture shock at the time to be a minority in terms of like just in that specific 45 minute interval of of playing or running track or whatever and yeah I mean I I wasn't bullied but I definitely felt not in the loop you know and I was friends with the girl that they picked on all the time like I was her best friend um so I wasn't very high on the totem pole on that team either (laughs) <laughs> um, like, kids are kids are fucking mean sometimes yeah kids are mean but parents are worse that's yeah. like so parents parents of mean kids are way worse and yeah i mean how do you think their kids got that way they're watching they're, their parents be mean to fucking kids worse. True. yeah oh all i will say is the kids in the movie i would have yeeted them i would have <laughs> busted them like Throw the whole kids away. They sucked in the whole entire movie. Dude, they, like, they were so in. boring. They were just fucking there. And then they literally put a necklace in her backpack. That's For fucking ridiculous. For what Wait. reason? I have a question. Did anyone else think that Sloane's husband was going to be gay? I thought I he did. was. I totally I thought, he, thought was. he was. I was I... really surprised when they opened the closet and it was, it a, was a woman. woman? Yeah. I thought it was going to be the guy that came with the one lady he was making out with. John. For sure, yes. I thought that's what's, what's going to happen. I think that would have been hilarious. Like, I really, John that, getting drunk and John. making out with him in the closet, and the, John being like, I'm so sorry. Like, he's just so cute, you know? <laughs> I think John and Connor getting together would have been funny, too. <gasps> yes. Like, when he's like, no, do you bench? He's like, yeah, about, about a thousand. Oh, I think, <laughs> I think like, one year later, they should have like, been together. solid. <laughs> solid muscle. Straight guys <laughs> have very... They're very boring. Like, gay what do, tendencies. What do, what do straight men talk about? Like, oh, yeah. You know they what? Like, They're swords weird. in the bathroom and slapping each other's ass, like, in football. They, and, like, yeah, like, doing sword fights in the fucking bathroom or, like, the swirl with your dick where your dick goes, like, in circles or whatever the fuck. I don't know. They do weird I don't know shit about, there. I don't know about that last one. The dick circles? The circling of the dicks? <laughs> I don't know. I, will, I do know at my husband gets hit on by <laughs> lots of straight men oh because he has nice hair or nice Ooh. muscles and it's like it is it, maybe it's an army thing they're <laughs> all kind of i, I don't i don't know army. i'll I be know. honest but my husband like i don't have to worry about women hitting on my husband i worry about men 
I mean, Boyonce loved him. Yes. If you've ever been to Union and you've seen Boyonce, he was obsessed with my husband. I took yeah. him to the first drag show there. No he way. Follow me on Instagram. I'll follow you back. And he does and still follows my husband to this day. Oh my gosh. Your no. husband is a fucking gay magnet. Look at him. Yeah. He comes okay, dude. All right. You haven't met him yet, but eventually when you come to North Carolina, when he comes back, uh, I'm sure he'd love to be I mean, next everybody. time, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just going to be a boys trip. Dommies is right down the street. And, and Dommies is right next to my house. Dommies. That's sold. Elise is sold. I'd give a kidney to have Domino's whenever I wanted it. <laughs> uh, I think you ordered it, like, what, three or four times? Yeah, in the More course of one week, ordered Domino's, like, a lot. And but it's always a different delivery guy, though. So, like, you don't have to worry about them judging you. Like, oh, it's that house again. Like, no, it's a different delivery person every time. Yeah. Oh, my God. One time uh, I ordered Domino's, and it was someone I knew that delivered it. And he's like, I see your name pop up a lot. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for shaming me. <laughs> Like single-handedly keeping your business open, you're wrong. I must be single-handedly supporting multiple different dominoes across the country. When Dami texts, you answer the call. I mean, that's true. Because they, they have those automatic texts that go out. And they're like, two for five ninety nine, And every single time I get one, I'm like, I, it's two for five ninety nine. I can't say no. You're like, <laughs> what's a good deal? <laughs> it's always two for five ninety nine. If there's no deal, it's always that. I know. But they get me every time. They you're do. like, just when you just when you thought you didn't need Domino's, they text you and you're like, I, 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 I guess. I need it. You're like, well, twisted my arm. I guess I got to order it tonight. Oh, gotta, gotta get that cheesy bread. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done talking about <laughs> We can go on a spiel on Domino's. Let's just do an episode on Domino's itself. It's okay. Certain things set me off too, Elise. Oh, um, she's got personal vendetta. I got she's personal been, vendetta. She's been taking stuff. over my live. I think they're literally watching it just for her now. Now, you know how I feel when Sarah was on my lives. Sarah, I, love, ooh, I, I do love your sister. I know. <laughs> We're the same age, and one day, if she's not with her boyfriend, and her, <laughs> when her and I meet, it's going to be chef's kiss. Oh, Dude, I all right, let's way. change the topic now. Bree's <laughs> like, oh, God. No, I was like, I felt the same way. My grandpa was on my live and was playing music, and that was the most people I've ever had in my live consistently was because of him, solely because of him. I felt really great about it. I was like, okay, cool. But, yeah, tis the season. Um, this is our final episode, like I said, and so we will be resuming after the holidays, but we did want to touch on our experiences with being in the closet during the holidays, out of the closet during the holidays, um, just our general like experiences just as we have grown as queer people. Just to kind of give you guys a little, little ditty into our life. I will say, I think the holidays are stressful for literally any gay, whether oh, no. they're in or out of the closet. Cause if you're in the closet, you haven't come out yet then you have to deal with literally all of your aunts asking you, are you seeing anyone? Have you met anyone nice out at school? Or blah, 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 blah. Or where, and how's like, your boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend yet? They like ask these things like over dinner. And like, if you're not out and you're just like eating your mashed potatoes, you're not ready for that question. 
I'm it, like, Meemaw, I'm trying to stuff my face with this turkey and mashed potatoes. Can we, like, wait for the conversation after I've ate? will say though i mean usually i would be like that's a stupid question one of my ex-girlfriends that i dated a long time ago hated men more than i do i'll say that um apparently is dating a man now <gasps> and, yeah i need and, a spig take <laughs> the audacity and like that's totally fine like it, it is it's just it was so shocking because like she she was the gayest person i'd ever met <laughs> like did she consider oh. herself a lesbian or was she pan oh my like, god bi? no yeah she was like i am a lesbian i hate all men Damn. and and now is like dating a man did which, you hear about the I'm, whole bisexual joke is like all bisexuals like they just are obsessed with women and they hate men but they always date men because it's like easier and it's like a pattern so it's like it's like a running joke with like with the bisexual tiktoks that i see of them like hating men but like Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean. To be to be fair, my ex wife was very much. I'm a lesbian. I hate men. And this and then. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that's some shit, man. That's crazy. Speaking I'm of that whole like, is being a lesbian your only personality trait? This girl commented on Shay's one of Shay's reels, something like homophobic. Oh, and then, the video I would I made. Yes, yeah, we went in on this girl. Basically, oh, yeah. this girl just refused to admit she's homophobic because a phobia means fear of and quote she's not scared of men in dresses. And, and then and then once I called her out on that, and I was like, "You're literally contradicting what you said." And I was like, "Nice on you for like sliding in my DMs." And then she ended it by calling me a faggot. And I'm like, "Alrighty, thank you. <laughs> you literally just contradicted yourself by ending it that way when I'm giving you." actual arguments to it but she's probably gay and hates herself for not being homophobic calling someone a homophobic slur is pretty homophobic i'm yeah. not homophobic you faggot you fucking yeah. faggot. literally that's what she said <laughs> like but if and then only... tiktok didn't let me post it it took it down like they wouldn't even let it put it up like they flagged it just because i think I put clown music to it, and it was just because the one part was in the message of what she said had been the only reason it got taken down. But how is a man, like, she's, that was her only statement, like, I'm not homophobic, I'm not afraid of men in dresses? Yeah. Like, well, she's what kind like, of comment is that? She said she just wasn't scared of us, but she does not... She doesn't like us or respect us. I'm like, that's homophobia, my guy. Yeah, that's yeah. literally exactly what it is. I think she only took the just, one part of the definition. You know what? Say it with your chest, you know? Say oh, we did tell chest. her that. We did tell her, say it with your chest. <laughs> Honestly, like, not that I have much respect for anyone that says they're homophobic, but I have more respect for somebody that's just going to say, yeah, I'm homophobic, rather than, like, say no i'm not a homophobe but fuck you and then call us homophobic slurs like well, yeah. it's lying and it's homophobic at least if someone's right. outward like honest at least they have they're honest even though they're right. shitty people at least they're honest and at least they're not liars <laughs> yeah. yeah you could call me homophobic but you can't call me a fucking liar Bag i mean you got me there my guy i don't <laughs> honestly <laughs> you're right i can't <laughs> check in me god i just don't i don't like i don't engage with like 
those comments and shit like that. I just, cause I don't want to let the negativity in me. And also I like when my, like other people go into my reels and like make, do the fights. Like they fight well, people, me. Like I people feel like I'm already like started. I'm like a little, I'm like a little prince sitting on my chair and like, I have like my fucking knights and they're just like going at it. And I'm like, you go, ja, Gerald the second. Gerald. <laughs> honestly though, like <laughs> trolls like that, honestly just want, they want you to say something. Sometimes yeah. they do, and, like, sometimes, like, they're just ignorant, and they don't want that. But, like, a good portion of people, they purposely do that just to get people riled up. Yeah, because they hate themselves I get a, and they're projecting, and they yeah. are bored, and they're assholes. So it's, like, it's good on you for, like, I'm not gonna let this get to me. Like, I'm not yeah. gonna let this negativity in, into my life. Like, reels, though. That's a good... Reels, reels is... Reels is, like, people are so shitty in the reels. Like, it did get to me when I started posting reels. Live. My comments have gotten better now since. Yeah. Because, like, I... When that happened, there was already people, like, defending it, and I guess I had just felt a little bit, like, problematic that day and just wanted to <laughs> be a... Stir the pot a little bit. I don't know. I was bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add a little bit of spice. Yeah. Add a little bit of spice. <laughs> you know me. Like, I don't usually interact with, like, homophobic hate comments. Now I've just started replying back. Be like, thank you for commenting. Every time you do, I make more money. Like, yeah. And it, really it stops you boost, you boost my views. So, like, you're only benefiting me by your hate in the yeah. grand scheme of things. Yeah. That's right. why I don't delete any of those hate like comments and shit like that because like that's only making like that's furthering the gay agenda but yeah we wanted to kind of touch on our experiences with being queer and the holidays and dealing with family i remember the holidays when i first realized that i wasn't straight and i became very triggered and this is before i even realized like my sexuality i just like knew that i wasn't straight but i didn't really quite it didn't really quite pull it to the surface quite yet and uh and I would get so mad, like more mad than I should have been. I feel like uh, like a heightened sense of like when people would ask me if I was dating, if I was talking to anybody, like I would get legitimately irritated. And I, would t I told my parents to have people stop asking me because I was so pissed. And I used the, and I still think this rings true, you know, that like families and people view relationships as higher than like, personal growth or career achievements, specifically with women, um, like travel, anything that's like passion projects, like anything that you have going on that isn't a relationship is always deemed less than. And so that's what my excuse was for being so irritated. I'm like, you know, why is that the, the pinnacle of my existence is to be in a relationship? Like I had so many other cool shit going on that like people who like know me and like really are, you know, like, like get me like they think that stuff is fucking cool like why don't my why doesn't my family think that's cool why do i have to be in a relationship for me to feel like i'm more and so i literally told my parents and they thought i was being really like immature and they were just like just laugh it off it's stupid it's whatever and i wasn't i was like no this is bullshit like blah 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 now i think it is bullshit to an extent but i do think i was triggered because i knew that i wasn't straight and i was trying to figure that out yeah. And having it constantly being brought up in my face of, are you in a relationship? Are you talking? Are you this? Was like super triggering. So like that was my initial thing. This was like maybe starting junior year when I realized that I wasn't straight um, of me being irritated when that got brought up. And it was because I was triggered. 
I think that's totally understandable. And I think like it probably does bother straight women that they're being asked about relationships a lot more than their careers a lot because like that's just a fact of the world is like women do not get enough acknowledgement for their accomplishments you know a lot of times attention is turned towards like have you met anyone or like are you dating anyone but like to be questioning that yourself and constantly having people it feels like they're prying which to them like it doesn't they're like genuinely asking but to somebody that's like already struggling with this it's kind of like get out of my face about it yeah why is why is it revolving around this when like that's not what they mean to do but that that's how it makes somebody that's trying to figure themselves out that's how it makes them feel that it's constantly being thrown back in their face and this is such a central point of life is like did you find your mate yet yeah you know and that's, with, that's where uh, I struggle a lot, like, with mine, because, like, all of my siblings are married, and I'm the only one that's, like, single, and I'm, like, coming, and I'm, like, okay, like, I don't know. But being, wow. being straight, the biggest question I always get asked at the holidays is, when are you having children? And I don't want children. And a lot of people are, like, well, you're never, like, you're not going to be successful unless you have children. Like, no, you can be completely successful. You would be, be more successful, successful, like statistically, if you don't have children, because you wouldn't have to pay all the bills yes. and like all of the emotional energy and financial energy, like all of that shit. So you will money. be more successful, like just because logically. I mean, um. it's it's like women women can be successful out of a relationship mm-hmm. and without children, and yep. that's completely okay. Yep, it really is. I don't know. I just don't think uh, procreating in this uh, current uh, environment and culture is uh, great. I don't, I don't know. We already got born into this. I, I did not ask. However, I just don't think it's right. I don't know. I don't want to bring somebody like into this climate and everything. I was talking about this with my sister because my sister also doesn't want children. And I was talking about a fear that I had that like a lot of more liberal leaning people don't want children. You know, they want to live their lives for them because they can, you know, women, people of color, like everyone can finally, for the most part, live their lives. We have the ability to get into the workforce, work our way up, not want children. And that's a lot of liberal leaning people. So my fear is that the only people going to be having children are like conservative leaning oh, and that this no. next generation is going to be full of conservative children. Shit, I never thought um, of that. I didn't, I didn't think of that. Right? It's but it's going to be out. But I will say, you don't hear a lot of, pe- of um, liberal kids turning into Republicans, but you hear no. a lot about Republicans Turning into liberals, turning into I, that's so, true. I will say there is a conversion rate of going that's, from that. Shay and I are examples of that. <laughs> we just yeah, didn't grow up was. in uh, Democratic uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, we grew up in fucking Ohio and in, in the boonies. So yeah. you know, be nice to us. <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. Kidding. We know better now. We know that better now. Cool. Okay. <laughs> And I'm so proud of you guys for the personal growth. It is very hard to like speak out against your parents' views. Like I have a lot of friends that have. I got, I have a friend who got kicked out of his house for speaking up in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. His parents were like, get out of my house. And now he doesn't live with them. Yeah, I mean, I had a really difficult time in the summer because I, it was COVID. So I was, I was basically living there. 
Um, and it was really, really difficult. It was, it was almost, it was to the point where I thought that a relationship might be severed because of it. Like I thought my relationship is waning with my parents right now and it's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse if I keep pushing the way I'm doing it. So I had to change it, change up my strategy, which is to just, uh, disconnect entirely from that specific topic. So that's something that I really feel grateful that I, I can't really relate on is that having to kind of disconnect from your parents on political issues like, like that. You know, I have very supportive parents. They don't share exactly the same views as me, but it's not an issue that we have to like tiptoe around each other most of the time. So I do feel lucky for that. And I feel like that's definitely a struggle that is probably not talked about enough is like navigating personal and close relationships with family members that do not share the same views that could help you keep your rights or give you a happier life, anything in that realm. Yeah, I mean, like, I've definitely dealt with the political stuff, and I think Shay and I both have. And then, like, just getting back to the other holiday stuff, like, when I had talked about, you know, being triggered, and I hadn't even fully realized my sexuality yet. But then when I did realize um, my sexuality, it was funny, I was living in a different country, basically, when I started coming out. And so that Christmas that I was slowly coming out was a Christmas that I wasn't with my family. I was in another country. I was teaching English. So like the day was, they celebrated Christmas, but it was kind of like a, how you celebrate Halloween and everyone just dresses up because it's not their like religion, you know, yeah. um, in Thailand. And so I think it was nice that I, my first Christmas where I was closeted, it was my only Christmas that I was really what I consider closeted because I was very aware I was coming out um, that I spent it away. And I think that that's a good thing. I'm, I'm honestly just now processing how I feel like it was a good thing that I was out there because I feel like it, I would have been really, really discouraged. Um, I felt I would, I probably felt worse than I did when I was just triggered if people were asking me about my relationships. So I feel like being away was really nice. Um, the next Christmas though, I'll do, I have two more Christmases, but this Christmas I was in a new relationship with my first girlfriend. Um, we weren't spending the holiday together because she was in a, she had to go um, to Indiana, but it was definitely weird. It was, I had just come out like August to finally all the people that I wanted to. I started dating around, you know, and then I, I um, got into this relationship. I was in love. And then my parents told the rest of the family. So I felt really awkward at that Christmas. I don't know. I was still going through all of the internalized homophobia. I was going through all the shit that I was processing as, as a queer person and also just being in a first relationship. I think people don't realize how, how overwhelming that can be to come out and deal with all of your queer issues, but then also like being in a relationship with someone, a committed, serious relationship for the first time. So that was kind of what I was dealing with that Christmas. I didn't have her there, but it was definitely weird. I was kind of trying to get the feel for how my family thought, because I hadn't really seen everyone. It was like the first time I had seen people since they like knew. And I, not that I got anything bad. I, you know, I didn't have anybody like 
coming out and like supporting. It was just kind of like, oh, it's just another, just another Christmas. So did they, yeah. did they stop asking though? Because I know that happened for a while with me. Like when you first come out, like people stop asking you. Like, have you met anyone? Did you? Oh yeah, they don't ask me anymore. Yeah, me. they don't ask. Which, like, yeah. that's what you wanted originally, but now that you're comfortable with it, now it just kind of seems like a slap in the face. Yeah, like, I didn't want it then, but I, I, now that you, what, now that I'm out and I'm actually dating, now that you don't want to know? Or, like, right. why, are, why aren't you asking me? Is it because you're uncomfortable and you don't want to know? Is it because you're afraid that I am uncomfortable and you don't want to ask me? Like, what are, what's the agenda behind the behavior change is, like, uh. I think what I'm getting at. And, like... For my family, I think it, they were afraid that I would feel uncomfortable, so they didn't want to ask me, which I guess was a good thing, you know? Um, right. But, but yeah, that, that one. But then the Christmas that I actually spent with my, with my girlfriend, which it, it was towards, it was literally the end of our relationship. So the only Christmas I had where I had brought someone, literally the entirety of all the Christmases that I brought someone to Christmas, two weeks later, we broke up. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it, but the thing was, is like, I wanted to bring someone because everyone else, like Shay was talking about all of my cousins and my sister, everyone was in relationships, but me. Um, and I wanted that. I wanted to bring my person home, even though we were already on the rocks, we were already on a downward spiral. I wanted to have that experience. I, I just want to feel included. Yeah, I wanted to have that experience. I wanted to bring yeah. someone. I, I was proud of like being out and I wanted to do that. I didn't get a chance because she was out of town the first Christmas that we spent together. Um, and it's funny because I feel like I held on to that relationship specifically to do that because of the, he that, the heteronormativity of it, you know, and all of that. I wanted to, to bring her around and, and um, I wanted to have that experience. I wanted her to have that experience with my family I was also like nervous at the same time um, to bring her around and I was nervous to see how she would react to everyone. I was afraid because she was introverted and I was afraid that she wouldn't be able to handle my family who are very loud and obnoxious and dysfunctional. I was like kind of scared and then I was like afraid that like what if she doesn't handle it well and it's true. My fears, are, there was just so much that I was thinking about. Um, all the while I was... I mean, it was like weeks before that I was like, I think, I don't know if this is the right relationship for me, all of this stuff. You know, I probably, we went on a break right before Christmas, literally, like she had like, um, tried to break up with me, but it was not an actual breakup. It was like, a, am going to do it before you do it, but I don't really want to do it. So this is like kind right. of toxic. And I just like caught her out on it. I was like, that's what you want, you know, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't nice about it. Um, it, it was just a whole thing. So the, so that Christmas was t like just toxic and it was like the end of something, but I was still trying to hold on to it for the tradition. And like, you know how people try and hold on to things for the holidays, just get through it. You know, yeah. I, cause that's how you're taught. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get through it. Like, I still want to do this stuff. I still have presents I want to give her. Like, I still love her. I'm just not in love with her anymore. Yeah. You know, it was a very, and I probably should have ended it. I, I think me now I would have ended it before the holiday. I wouldn't have gone on a break. But I didn't know. I was like, I thought I was in love with this person. I need to get a break. I need to get a breather. I'm suffocating. I can't make a decision because she is literally every single behavior. Like if I do something that's a little off, she's going to fucking know. 
and because she's very perceptive and also she was very anxious like she had an anxious attachment style and it was just suffocating me so I was like trying to get away and like like, gather my thoughts and so I asked for a break because I literally didn't have enough time to gather my thoughts and like she would have figured it out if I was like because we always spent time with each other we spent time every night together like there was no way it was like really it was really it was really rough um but yeah so those were like a lot of the things that I dealt with last Christmas I think this Christmas is going to be different just in general because of COVID but also because I'm single and I'm out and I haven't had that yet for this being your first one like what are you kind of hoping for with your family and everything like what are you what do you like what are what are your expectations going into your Christmas since it is your first one being out and not being in a relationship it's kind of hard because I don't think I'm going to be spending it with my extended family like we usually do uh because we didn't do it with Thanksgiving so I'm not really sure what even the Christmas will look like because of COVID but if it, if it is everyone and it's like how we normally do things, I think I'm going to be really chill. Like I'm very, I feel very content. Like I feel like going there, I'll probably get questions about dating, hopefully. And I'll be able to be like, oh, you know, this and this. And like, I'm pretty open about that stuff. And like my grandma still asks, like, I'm excited to have people ask me about those things. I don't think that I'm going to have anyone ask me if I'm back in a men anymore because my grandpa already did that and so I don't already covered that base yeah we covered that I feel like it's gonna be really chill like I'm so comfortable now in my sexuality like I make jokes all the time like I'm excited to make content just TikTok content about the holidays um because people love my wholesome content that I post I just had like one post blow up it was just like me and my dad and like I I'm excited for that stuff I am excited I think to like make new memories as my authentic, more of my authentic self and not have those expectations of needing to be in a relationship and needing these certain things and being really very okay with myself. And that's kind of, I don't know, like reflecting on 2020, I've had so much personal growth in terms of that and just being so content with just myself and my relationships with my friends and my family and like setting boundaries. I wasn't very good at setting boundaries in any relationship. So, yeah. I think that's a good mindset to go in with. Like, you know, you you think you're gonna be more comfortable. You don't know like what it's gonna look like, what form celebrating is gonna take. But to have like that open mind of whatever happens, I'm gonna be comfortable with myself. I think it's gonna be okay. We'll take it as it comes. I think that's a good mindset to have. Because a lot of times, with extended family, especially, like, it can take a while for people to really catch on to, like, who your authentic self is and how to really interact with that if you don't see them a lot, yeah. you know? Yeah, Like, right. I know last year, like, I've been, I've been out for, I don't even know how many years now, and last year was the first year that, like, instead of me and my sister getting matching gifts and my brother getting something different, me and my brother got matching gifts and my sister got something different. You know, like from one of my uncles and like, that was like, that was awesome. You know, I usually get these, not that like, I'm not grateful by any means. Like I truly appreciate them trying to show affection like that. Um, But usually it's like so many years I've gotten like makeup palettes and like uh, Michael Kors stuff. And like me and my sister get the same thing. And then my brother gets something else. And like last year we got, you know, that company, it's called Untucked. It's like the yeah, they make the shirts. Yeah. 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 And they're like expensive shirts for being shirts, you know? 
and my uncle got me and my brother those and my sister something else and i was like that's like that's awesome but it does take time you know like i've been out for years and that was the first christmas that people really started to be like okay what does she want instead of you know what can i get her and her sister that mm -hmm. is like the same so it takes time but i think keeping that open mind of like you don't know exactly how it's gonna go is really good that makes you? me think of something a present i my parents and i don't i think it's just because of the sale but my mom always gets us underwear my sister and i she gets us victoria's secret underwear because they have fantastic sales and so literally it, it i don't know <laughs> this is a weird christmas thing but like i grew up on christmas like getting bras and underwear and it was just like totally like normal to open it up tips. Brie, when was the last time you wore a bra? I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get bras anymore because I've been <laughs> very adamant. I don't, do you want to see my titties? Yeah, did somebody go? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Thank, thank I, you. Um, oh my so my thing is, is like, <laughs> I feel like buying underwear for men or like a boy is normal. But I feel like for women, it's just so taboo. Like, oh, her panties like it's so yeah. like oh, why? oh god i hate that word panties oh, i hate panties oh that's the worst word that exists but you don't even like why it's worse I'm than like, moist it's worse than moist it is moist it is, is bad moist is bad mm -hmm. but i'm not but no, trying to like, exactly. go off on a tangent but like i feel like that's i feel like in my mindset like getting that as a gift for my mom i'd be like mm, that's because well, everything with women is taboo everything with women is taboo and i feel it's true like that's true that's true because like and it's just so commonplace that like my dad doesn't say anything, you know what I mean? Cause like he knows what my mom got. So he's like, oh, okay, cool. Like it's just like the normal thing you get. Like when you just get socks or whatever, my mom gets this just Victoria's Secret underwear. My sister gets thongs and I get bikinis, like bikini ones. But this year is what I was getting to. I want Calvin Klein underwear. So like yes. I'm gonna say, hey mom, don't get me Victoria's Secret. I mean, it's fine, I'll wear it. But like, I want Calvin Klein. Like, that's what I want. So, like, that's my subtle queer thing. Elise, like, what are you expecting? I mean, you, you said you've been out for a while, but, like, is there anything that you expect going into the holidays, like, with, being around your family that, like, doesn't normally happen, but you kind of, like, always hope, like, it's going to happen this year. Like, this is going to be the year that it's something yeah. goes a certain way. Um, I mean, not really. Like, <laughs> yeah my, my parents are, are pretty good about that like they have three queer kids they're like they're on board with it my dad as we all know is like the cutest human he to is. ever exist anytime he like goes to the arts festival and has his like artisan beers and like maybe <laughs> he'll like text us he's like i wish i could just tell everyone how much i love my gay kids I, <laughs> that's so cute, cute. he is the so cutest cute. man that exists, I swear. So like with my nuclear family, at least, everybody's pretty woke as to like the situation that's going on here. We're all queer. So yeah. I don't expect too, too much to be different this year. Uh, I probably won't spend it with like my extended family just because of COVID. But I think I'm sitting pretty lucky on the seat that I have with my family. I was just gonna say, I was like, I feel like you're very blessed without sounding like we too weird to say that word. Like, I don't know. No. Like, I mean, like, you're really lucky that you have a family that is incredibly supportive of you. And I'm sure yeah. a lot of younger gays that are like freshly coming out, like kind of look up to that and hope that maybe one day yeah. family will be more accepting and 
appreciative? That's always like a tough question. Cause I, I know like the number one question we all get asked in our DMs is like, how do I come out to my parents? They're not supportive of gays. And I'm like, I, I will give you my best advice and I will send you off with this advice, wishing you all the best, but I don't really know. And I do feel so extremely lucky to be in that situation where that's not something that really stressed me out already like coming to terms with like who I am and how do I go forward in the world with that. I knew I would have my family support, which is, I think, an incredibly lucky thing to have as a queer person. It really is. I didn't have a bad coming out, but like I had a, a pretty okay coming out considering I have a, I have a conservative Republican kind of religious, it's weirdly religious family. But like, even though I knew my parents would love me no matter what, it still was like in the back of my mind, but like, what if this is the caveat? Like, what if this is the, yeah. what if this is like, oh, like we love you no matter what, but like, what if this is the, but I was extremely afraid that the ball was going to drop and it, there was going to be a, but there. Um, and there wasn't, but I, I think it was really hard because I was extremely defensive when I came out because I was bracing myself for that. And yeah. it didn't, it wasn't like the best coming out, but it wasn't the worst. When I came out, I like almost didn't believe the response that I got. Um, and I thought that that was just me being weird and like defensive and like irrational, like because I didn't believe it. Like I, it was like good. And I was like, oh my God, I had a great coming out. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I thought they, like, do they even love me? Like, they didn't even tell me I was going to hell. Um, <laughs> Not even uh, once. God. <laughs> what is this? Uh, but I, it did was, it was in the back of my mind. I was like, there's something off. Like there was something off about it. And I was like, just take it. Like, just take what you can get. Like, just take this, take it. And I didn't realize because I feel like I had a, an expectation that like, just because your parents are accepting that they're going to be allies. And I didn't realize until this summer why it was off in the first place. Like a few years prior is because like my parents aren't allies. And that's right. what kind of got me. I think personally was like, there's a point to the acceptance. It's like, yeah, we're not going to treat you differently. We love you no matter what, like we'll support you, but there's an extent to the support and it's not going to go to allyship, which is something that I have struggled with since I realized this, which was in the summer. I think that's an excellent point. There is a difference between people accepting you and being allies. Yeah. It may not seem like a lot, but it's, it's huge. I only have one. I only have two. I would say two allies in my whole family. I would say I'm definitely her ally, like, and my brother. <laughs> I distinctly remember the day that Shay came out. I don't we, remember this. We had went to Cedar Point, and we went to Cedar Point all the time in the summers because our parents would get us passes, and we were, we were at the water park, and it was just, like, casual. I was like, isn't that boy cute? And she was like, no, that girl's cute. And I was like, Huh? I don't remember this. And she was like, she was like, yeah, I like girls. And I was like, oh. I think that's an awesome way to do it, though. Yeah. It was one of those, like, she brought it up casually, and I I didn't think about it. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, like, it didn't raise a discussion. It was just like, she had said it, and I was like, oh, this is, this is the norm now. Like, this is how it's going to be. And And it was just something that, like, it didn't bother me. I mean, of course, like, being straight I like always wanted to like have a younger sister where like we talk about boys and do all that like but it was like finding a new way to incorporate her views and her opinions into my life and just being there so it was like we still got to talk about I mean I 
when she talks like, oh, look at that girl. I'm like, I not. Yeah. Like, like, I'm here for it. You know, like it's it's one of those situations. So it's like, I guess it's great that, you know, like I'm open-minded when it comes to a lot of things like that. Like it, my it brother just me. calls me his brother, but that's a whole family <laughs> joke on that one. Uh, well, to be fair, we call Bree dad, so. Yeah, Bree yeah, is dad. True. But that's according true. to Shay's keychain, she's the number one dad. <laughs> if it's a daddy. The disrespect to Bree on this one. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> See, the roast came out and it actually came from me and I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I'm, I'm everybody's roasting bag. It's because I'm short and I look like the Keebler elf, the elf from Rudolph that wants to be a dentist. Like, I, tell me something I haven't heard. Oh, man. But no, I do think that it is like, I think there are just levels to privilege and just in general across like anything, but like, especially like coming out and like having liberal accepting ally parents and having you know if you can't have that then maybe you have allies and your siblings and if you can't if you don't have that then hopefully you have allies in extended family or if you don't have allies in any of it like hopefully they're accepting like there are just so many different levels to it you know and all of us are on different levels like i don't have anyone in my nuclear family that's an ally which is something that I just can't go into because it's just something that I'm dealing with currently. But yeah, I mean, like, there are just different levels to it. We're all on, like, different levels. It sucks to know that it's a struggle for some people because, like, I know it's been a struggle for Shay with other members of the family, but, like, with me, like, it's never, never phased me, never been an issue, never been a problem, like, and I feel like more people need to be that way. And it's easier said than done because, like, you're looking at someone and thinking that you're going to be able to change years of the way they're thinking. And like, unfortunately that's, it's not going to change overnight and that sucks. And it's a shame to hear that your support system really isn't there. And yeah, like it breaks my heart. Cause it's like, it sucks. Cause like you yeah. need, you need an ally. People need yeah. to lean on them. Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. like the difference between letting somebody fall and boosting somebody up. Also, I feel like that's why a lot of queer people end up making their own queer families outside of everything because it's like-minded oh people that, yes, I can talk to her about certain things and stuff like that, but like she's not going to fully understand no. the same way if I was talking to you too. Yeah, yep. I don't understand a lot of it, but... I try, and oh, that, is, that is what we're looking for. <laughs> like, I, I think you even opened up a little bit at my house, too, Elise, about, like, something, and I was just like, I'm here for it, I'm here for you, like, absolutely, <laughs> yes. like, I'm in your corner, like, I don't know you that well, but absolutely, like, you know, let's, welcome let's you. Let's share some dommies and talk about it, you know? Yeah, let's, with Gabby, let's, let's take know? some Tito's dommies, and we'll have a, yeah, we'll have a like, therapy session. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I think that's, like, a huge thing thing that should be recognized the difference between not having any allies in your life and just having one can be huge for somebody even if it's not your whole family having one person even if they're not in your family it makes an insane difference to the confidence and the security that a queer person can feel yeah and the difference between supporting and being an ally yeah that like it's cool to have your family support you yeah, but, you know, I don't, I don't see a gay flag outside my house, you know? 
Yeah, like, my, par- like, <laughs> like my parents will never, like, I'll never come home and they'll be like, look at what flag we have. You know what I mean? Like, it, like they're. Not- I, I would like an updated picture of me that's not when I had long hair and in a dress in high school. Like, if somebody comes into the house and they see that picture and see me, they're going to ask, did this daughter die? Like, yeah. I told you guys, I retook my senior pictures because, like, my senior pictures of me in high school, I'm like, I don't look like myself at all. I'm in, like, a floral shirt and blah, blah, blah. So for my graduation party from, like, college, from OSU, I, like, took new senior pictures in, like, a button-down and pants. Nice. Printed it out on a canvas, hung it on our wall, and the other one is in an undisclosed location. My mom's still looking for it, but... Mindy hit it. Oh, I, I have it. Somewhere. I was going to say, Elise has it. She just is I'm, not going she, to tell anybody where it is. She's not getting her hands on that again. <laughs> That's kind of awesome, though, that you did that. Like, that like, you I can finally be... have a picture of, like, your true self. Yeah. Right. I was like, I don't want to look like the picturesque white suburban family would want their daughter to look on the wall. You know, this is who I am. This is what I look like. I'm going to put it on the wall instead of me trying to fit into the box of like sweet straight girl in suburban America. Yeah. And to your point, like I thought about this, even just going home with like my sister and like my mom and dad, like I dressed in like a pretty, like, I don't know, like I've gotten into fashion lately and like, it's not something that you'd see in typical, you know, in, in hetero world, but like, uh, I dressed in like, you know, like a vest and I had a button down or I had a turtleneck like in between the vests, it's all thrifted. I had corduroy pants and like, I fucking loved it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was a fit. It was a fit. It It was was a a total, it was a total fit. And it's like, it's not that I'm doing it for compliments or anything. Cause like, I know I'm not going to get complimented on that outfit because it's like too alternative, but I will say it's so crazy because it's like, when I started dressing for me, like I will get compliments from like my grandparents and, like, my uh, family that, like, kind of knew I was gay before I did, like, kind of outer family, like, they will compliment me. It's like, they see me, you know? Yeah. And they see that shit, and they're like, oh, my God, I like your pants. Like, oh, my God, I like your outfit. Like, you, you look so sharp. Like, they love the word sharp and neat. Sharp. Yeah. You look you sharp, sharp. sharp. And I love it because I know that they see me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, they fucking see it. So I'm excited. I hope that we have extended family on Christmas because I'm going to wear a fucking bomb ass outfit that's going to make people look at me weird. And I'm going to be like, yeah, you fucking look at me weird. Cause like I fucking Pull that blazer out, baby. Me. Yeah. But it's also like, you know, those compliments coming from them, like they see you as your true self and you know, they're giving you like a wholehearted compliment. Like, right. They're not just saying it to like gas you up. Like they're saying it cause like they actually mean it. Yeah. And, like, and a compliment people who think it's strange or whatever where I'm wearing a strange or like it deviates from the norm like I am so happy being uh having people be slightly uncomfortable but it's like not my problem it's their problem like I'm gonna wear what I want to fucking wear and like if you're slightly uncomfortable by it that's not my fucking problem and I feel good in doing that before I like let it into my being and I let it like challenge what I thought and like what I chose to wear And like, I thought about it when I went home for Thanksgiving, even though it wasn't anything crazy and it wasn't a thought that was going to last or like convince me of anything, but I was like, ah, is this too gay or is this too this? And I'm like, fuck no, it's not. You shouldn't have to think about that. You know, like you shouldn't have to be like, I need to filter myself to be around people. Like, 
because then it, that, but you can tell that it's not genuine and you can tell that it's not real. Yeah. And like, that's not healthy for you. Right. And, 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 and I don't do it. I, I still have the thoughts, but they don't turn my decision making anymore, but I do still have the thoughts and I will probably, I might always have the thoughts. I'm not sure, but it doesn't reflect in my decision making and what I wear, what I say, what I do anymore. I'm like very confident in that. And I'm fine making people feel uncomfortable if, because it's like, if they're uncomfortable, that's their problem. Like right. if, they, if they're uncomfortable by something that I'm wearing, that's a them problem, not a me problem. Cause I'm not doing anything to like harm them yeah. or, or attack them in any way. So yeah. And also like, as far as self-confidence, like that's you true. can get a ton of compliments from people when you're wearing something that they feel you should be wearing. You know, you wear a nice dress to a wedding, you're going to get a ton of compliments. Mm -hmm. You wear a suit, you might get one compliment from your liberal gay uncle, but that yeah. compliment means so much Way more. It means take that the one same amount as those 50 or not 50, maybe 10 compliments you get on a dress. Yeah, it, it means- It, it holds means, more weight. They're not saying like, I like the way you're presenting yourself. They're saying, I like that you're presenting yourself authentically. Yeah, it's the essence that you give off when you are wearing something that you like to wear. Because right. it's how you present yourself, the confidence, how you, how you talk, your emotions, how you walk. Like, I think of myself in a suit, you know what I mean? Like, if I have a family, because like, I probably will have family members in the future getting, you know, married and things like that. And that'll be my first time wearing a suit. I've never worn yeah. a suit yet, but I will. I will wear a, I know what I'm going to wear. And I'm very excited to like fucking wear it. And I know that it's going to be a little weird, but I'm excited because I know I'm going to look bomb in it. I'm going to feel fucking amazing in it. And like, that's it. That's all I need. And you'll go home with a bridesmaid at the end of the night too. That, there you yeah. go. And there it's you like, go. you know, you know that you have the confidence to like walk into that room wearing something like that you know that like you're like i own this i rock this i look good like so it's great that like you have the confidence built up now that like you you're like prepared just waiting for your family to be like we have a wedding like you're ready for that and, like that's pretty yeah. awesome that like you're you're super prepared for that mm -hmm. speaking of presenting ourselves differently and more authentically let's talk about 2020 reflections because I feel like a lot of us have had a lot of personal growth over 2020 even though there's been a lot of upheaval in the world and I think that's I think we want to close it out with that yeah I mean obviously 2020 has sucked really for the most part but I think it's important to like look at what good has happened because I know if we hadn't gone into lockdown back in March I wouldn't have started making TikToks and the amount of people that I know that have reached out to me saying like, hey, you know, this video helped me or, you know, you saying this really helped me do that. I, I don't think all of 2020 has been bad. And I try to keep it in my mind knowing that like I've brought good to this year amongst all of this shit. So yeah. I try to focus on that. I feel the same way. Like I wouldn't have started TikTok. Honestly, if I wouldn't have had in the coming out that I had, I wouldn't have been looking for community on TikTok. Exactly. I was pandemic hadn't happened, I would have busied myself because I was getting out of a long-term relationship. Um, and I wouldn't have gone that route. I wouldn't have met you guys. I wanted to right. have queer friends. It was a goal of mine to have queer friends because I don't have enough allies in my, in my life. You know, I have two, which are great, but I wanted 
queer friends. Like my friends that were queer were my ex's friends. So they weren't my friends anymore. You know what I mean? They were never really my friends. So I wanted queer friends that were all my own. And it kind of happened randomly, which was great. It was something I had manifested, I felt like, because I, I had wanted it so badly. And and I got it. Like, I got it with you two. Um, I wanted to be an influencer. I'm an influencer now, you know? Yeah, However small, I, I am one, and I wanted to do that. I wanted to give back to the queer community. I wanted to help people. I wanted to connect with people, and I wanted to make content. And, it, and this pandemic allowed me to do that. Yeah, I guess for my 2020, I just wanted to feel more, like, connected with the community. And also, like, I didn't really have friends, like, at all before like TikTok or anything and I kind of started TikTok as a competition against her and I, I ended up doing really well on it and I don't know I, I feel like I've grown I see people differently now and I don't I don't let people so much use me as a doormat I guess I have learned to be more myself and be more like confident. Like I felt like I was like an introvert, even though like now I definitively know like I'm extroverted. Like I hate being alone. That's true. I feel like I've been a lot more happy like this year, regardless of like the pandemic and everything. I like, I don't know. I feel like I have like a group of people that are like-minded and I, I wouldn't have changed anything. I mean, probably changed a few different things, but it, I mean, it only built me to be more of a person that I am now. So I am thankful for the experiences. And I, I guess that that's it. 2020 can suck a nut now. <laughs> I want 2021. I'm ready. I'm ready for Biden. I like that though. I think we had a lot of personal growth with like all of us. And I think we all were seeking we all found each other. We sent out the vibes out into the universe and it came back, you know? Yeah. I had I, mean, I had seen you on TikTok a couple times and I had followed you once and then you didn't follow me back. So I unfollowed you and then I saw you again on my and you were alive. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna be like, I'm from Ohio too. Let's make content. So petty. I didn't even see, I didn't even know who you were. Or else if I had clicked on you, I probably would have followed you, but I had no clue. <laughs> well, to be fair, the content that I was making was awful. <laughs> I was, it was so cringe. Had, it was so thought, cringe. If you get that 2020 for anything, it's for evolving your content. Thank God. You made good like, content now. Like, really good stuff. I, if I have to see another catch-up. I will never. Have, I took all the tests down. Die. They are gone. We'll never do it again. I'm done doing finger videos. Nope. I changed <laughs> I the name. I changed the, the brand. World. Damn. Yeah. Yours was like um, transitioning into making like less cringy content. Mine. I I, I I like to call my COVID hovid. I had a hovid. That was a that was a pandemic, and I had hovid. I, I guess I did have hope in too. But like, everybody I, has a phase like that. And what better time than a global pandemic? I feel like there are much better times. I mean, this probably, <laughs> I feel like this sounds. You have to be suffocated in a house together. I feel like this sounds super douchey, but like, whatever. But you have people in a pandemic who are sexually frustrated and haven't had sex in a while. And I think I hit. All of, I think I hit a lot of women in the greater Cincinnati area in that. 
I stay away from girls in Ohio. I don't want anybody in Ohio. <laughs> they were ready. I mean, just like they were ready. Like they just, they probably would have taken anyone at that point. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying that I'm just some like, some like goddess. I think they were willing to just go for anything. I was just there. <laughs> Watching the evolution of Bree's co phase during this pandemic has truly been a wonder. Yeah. <laughs> I think we Bree's gained... in her adolescence, right? She's no, she's in her teen years right now. I think <laughs> we I had a light bulb moment when you guys said that to me. It made sense why I've been such a fucking hoe for the last like 10 months. For the whole almost the year. 2020 was my whole fucking year. It was a whole year. Ho ho ho, motherfuckers. <laughs> um <laughs> But because I didn't know why I didn't, I think you guys were like afraid that you guys weren't, had, didn't have a high libido, but I, but we realized that, well, I typically don't either, but it's because I'm in my adolescent gay phase and I didn't yeah. realize I was in the adolescent gay phase since I've been out for a few years, but I am because I was like, I, I was in a relationship for a good portion of it. You know, what the, what the leases thing for 2020? Shay has her content. I have my hoe phase. Her Pinnacle vodka. Her, her poetry. That's just yeah. called depression, guys. Oh. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, all the listeners of the Queer Talk Podcast, thank you guys so much for supporting us. Thank you guys so much for following us until the end of season one. We will be back in a month or so in 2021 with some new content for you guys. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, uh, viewing, subscribing. If you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. I don't have anything else to say. I'm so excited that I was able to make this season for you guys. I'm so excited to be able to take a break so that we can make more content for you, all three of us. If you guys want to hear more just about us, like this episode with like Shay, Elise, and I, if you guys really enjoyed this, let me know. We're going to see, we might change up some content, might do different things. Um, so make sure to check on our Instagram story, my Instagram story. I'm going to be posting some different things. So if you guys want to be a part of this content and get a say in the type of content that we are doing moving forward, please respond to our, my polls and things like that. Cause I want to make content for you guys by the queer community for the queer community. But yeah, with that being said, happy holidays. Be you like be queer, stay safe. We will see you on the next season. Please, low-key fuck 2020